Joining us now to talk about all of this is the great investigative journalist. He's also founder of Just the News, John Solomon. John, great to have you here on the Rita Cosby Show. Yeah, good to be with you. What a busy news day. A lot of fun things happen today. There (laughs) sure are. Oh, my gosh. Well, John, I just played that comment from Elizabeth Warren, and I said she was about to pop a cork because, boy, she was, like, about to explode. What's your reaction to Democrats like her and others who are saying that this is like the be-all, end-all, and don't get fooled, is their comment, by crime or border or a war. Uh, No, no, no. This is the issue. Well, listen, I I think that's it. They have no other issues to run on. All the other issues Republicans have a preference on, the economy, national security, trust and just general trust and and competence. So this is their gift. Let's keep in mind, for 50-plus years, the Democrats had control the Congress many times. They never passed a Roe v. Wade codification. They could have done it. They could have codified it. They could have done it. They didn't. They're going to use this to try to swing suburban women and uh, some voters back to the party in the, in the fall because all the other levers they have, the economy, security, trust, competence, COVID-19, they have fumbled badly. And so this is sort of a Hail Mary for them. This is the best opportunity they have to make some ground up in an election that is tilting very heavily red. The real question is, we don't know how the court will ultimately rule. And there's a powerful counter message to this, which is this does not outlaw abortion. It simply gives it back to the states. And you'll hear this a lot if, if the court reverses it. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's own words, someone who supported abortion rights, by the way, saying that Roe v. Wade was a stretch. It was not good law. It was not a good decision by the court. RBG is a, you know, one of the most famous people on the left, and I think the Republicans will blunt that, noting that even she thought the ruling was bad. Yeah, and based on the issue of whether it's in the Constitution, whether it should go to states' rights, um, and a lot of people are saying, again, it goes back to the states. It doesn't outlaw it, as you said. It goes now to the states to decide. Um, what do you make of also President Joe Biden, John Solomon? I couldn't believe this. Because, first of all, yesterday when they asked for his reaction, he didn't say a thing about the leak. He didn't condemn the leaker. He didn't say anything. It was like, oh, and he went right to using this issue because he needs a distraction, too, clearly. Um, So now he comes out today and he says MAGA is the most extreme group in recent U.S. history. What do you say to that? What was your reaction of what a broad stroke he is taking now? Well, we've had this line, right? First, Hillary Clinton gave us the deplorables. Remember that? That was the first uh, derision of the MAGA nation. Then uh, there were the smelly Walmart people. Those were the FBI elitists, uh, Pete Strzok and his girlfriend, talking about it in text messages. And now Joe Biden's taking another crack at this. It's 80 million Americans. Uh, and on the day that the, the, the president chose to make this pitch, right, to take a different tact and to insult the entire 80 million base of the of the Trump uh, electorate, his own party showed their own extremism. How did they do that? Last night in L.A., you saw these pro-abortion uh, liberal activists throwing sledgehammers, bottles, rocks at police officers, injuring an officer, sending him to the hospital. It's kind of hard to tell the American people I'm against extremism when your own party's in the streets of L.A. wrecking police cars and injuring officers. Uh, I think most Americans see through it as sort of a cheesy throwaway line, just like deplorables, just like smelly Walmart people. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to get rid of the Biden or the Trump movement by just insulting it with elitist uh, lines. He's not. And 
the more he does this, the more he reaffirms to the American people that he belongs to that top elite group in Washington who's so disconnected from everyday Americans who really are worried about can they afford gas in their tank or do they have to buy food, which is going to come at most of the Democrats scoff at those worries. People in real America aren't scoffing. They're struggling. And I think these comments only go to further separate what used to be middle class Joe, uh, put him in the elitist category. Yeah, it just shows such a disconnect and a disrespect. And like you said, it's like a diminishment of anybody who ever believed and still believes also in the make America great again. And people are saying, God, it would be nice to have America be great again after a lot of the problems we have seen of late. What about also uh, J.D. Vance before I let you go, John Solomon? Because as we're looking, that was a huge victory, I think, for President Trump. And you look at all the people that he's basically endorsed um, it, at least recently, um, have either uh, advanced to the runoff or won. And J.D. Vance is a perfect example. He was so far behind in the Ohio primary, author, uh, businessman, suddenly catapults 20 points. And he wins it last night in a big, big win. And he was a MAGA candidate. And that was all after being endorsed by President Trump. So what does that say about the Trump power? And is that maybe the reason why Biden tried to take a swipe going, "Uh uh-oh, you know? Yeah, listen, he's 22-0 and 0 last night. The president picked 22 winners and didn't have a single loser. That's a hard record to match on a, a daily basis. He still is the, uh, the leader of the conservative movement. He still has enormous sway. He's not going to win every one of these. I think in Georgia he may lose the Kemp race. Kemp seems to still be firmly up. We don't know. But you know, the president will lose one here and there. But his ability to swing a race, to take a guy who was in third place and have him win in just two weeks after an endorsement, tells you that he has an enormous energizing effect on Republican and independent Republican voters. And anyone who wants to mess with him has to realize, hey, this is a formidable force. He has not been gone. Two impeachments on January 6th. He's still remarkably formidable because Americans like his policies. And I think that's the thing that Joe Biden is worried about. And even so, I had Lindsey Graham on my TV show tonight. He's sometimes pro-Trump, sometimes he's against Trump. Uh, he said, listen, Donald Trump, it's, it's his nomination to get in 2024. He is the dominant force in the Republican Party right now. Uh, that's a pretty powerful statement from a guy that values his independence a lot. Absolutely. And I think Joe Biden knows that, too, as well. And that's why he suddenly just kind of took a swipe oh, yeah. at him. John Solomon, thank you very much. Always awesome to have you here on the show. The great investigative journalist, John Solomon of Just the News. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Rita. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.